0: Well, it's a great pleasure to welcome to What's Next SAP. And uh, uh, we're going to be joined by Mark Emmett, who is the Customer Experience Manager at SAP. Mark, it's great to see you. How are you doing, firstly?
1: Aki, thank you so much for having me. Um, doing well, uh, pushing on. Uh, yeah. Happy it's Monday,
0: but we're good listen it is monday and you know what customer experience is something i'm extremely passionate about which is why i'm looking forward to our discussion today because this is uh, that this is something that runs in your dna but it seems to be, uh, the, you know, the topic of the day, you know, everyone is talking about customer experience. Yes, there are, you know, there's massive digital trends and transformation that is taking place. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the customer, if you don't satisfy your end person who's, you know, making that supply chain work for you, uh, nothing is going to be beneficial, right? So customer experience, the topic of the day um, and how technology is impacting all of this. But how how is this different? To what organisations have always done? I mean, surely companies have always prioritised customer experience, Mark.
1: Um, you, you, you'd like to you'd like to think that, um, yeah, but actually, it's as simple as me pulling up my smartphone now, going into my SMSs and seeing ten SMSs for life insurance or funeral policies. So they're certainly not doing it um, as much as they think they they are. Um, fundamentally what they're lacking is they're lacking personalization. So what they aren't able to do is have these one-to-one, meaningful, engaging, contextual interactions with customers. They're, they're not doing it. Some are, but most aren't.
0: Very, very interesting. Okay, yeah, and you spot on there. You know, I'm just thinking about that personalization. As you were saying that, the interactions that I've had, um, probably 80% of them have not been personal. Some people get it right, but most people don't have a clue. It's just like a, 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 like a shotgun approach, right? And I guess, I mean... The question is: Has the pandemic accelerated the need for customer experience? I mean, how how have customers' experience behaviors changed? For example, customers' behaviors have definitely mm. changed. So, I would imagine there's been massive change.
1: Complete. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I speak from my perspective here, but being locked in a in a house with two 18 month eighteen-month-old twins and, and 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 a wife has really made me a, an impatient. Consumer. Um, So, you know, no longer am I loyal to a specific brand or product. Um, I choose experience. I want good value. I want it quickly. Um, I want to be able to interact with that brand 24 7, 365. You know, let me give you an example. You pick up the phone and call your private banker, you hold for 10 minutes, and because of ESCOM load shedding, the power cuts. Okay. So you got to call back. Whereas the expectation is, they should be phoning me back. So I think as consumers, mm. our, our, our levels of, of, of patience are significantly less than they've ever been. We're more frustrated. We're on our mobile phones 24-7, 365. And we expect you know those businesses that we're customers of to offer us that same experience, um, whether it's B2C uh, or whether it's B2B. We we want a consistent, personalized experience anywhere, anytime on the device of our choice. Um, I'll give you a great example. So uh, Domino's Pits in in, in the US are allowing customers to order from cars. They're allowing them to order via WhatsApp. They're allowing them to order from their smart TVs. Um, So you're Mm. giving customers really a plethora of options to engage and you know it it also presents a bit of a challenge to businesses because the more channels of engagement i'm opening up the more data i have and as a result of having more data it's a lot harder to leverage that data from multiple sources
0: yeah well you see that's exactly what i was thinking as you're saying that I also kind of feel sorry for businesses right because you know they they now have to deal with multiple channels of people coming at them from all over the place and there's a, obviously a massive increase in demand of uh, you know customers trying to engage with them and yes some people get it right and it's it, it may sound complex but it's not that complex i mean there's technology there's systems out out there which is why we're talking to you that really make this whole process seamless and it's a win-win for the customer it's a Mm win-win for the business now you've got some great examples i love the Domino's example one that you used but can you give us some other examples of those who are doing customer experience right and i love what what Domino's is doing and of course those who are doing it wrong because i as you were talking, saw many organizations that I think are doing it completely wrong. Mm,
1: I I think there are a couple. I mean, I'll I'll talk about a few that come to mind. So there's a pet store retailer in the US called Chewy. Um, And what they're doing is they've done it on a couple of occasions uh, when that pet owner cancels their subscription for pet food. They dig a little bit deeper and find out why. Um, and, you know, in occurrence, the person's pet may have died. So what you we are then doing is sending a personal card or a bouquet of flowers. So it's really taking that engagement to a next level. Okay? Um, Amazon are, are, of course, doing it amazingly. A huge proportion of Amazon's revenue actually comes from that personalization. You know, so if you're a Kindle owner, um, you, you, you've got hyper-personalization in terms of the next books that you want to read. Um, locally, it's certainly been, been, been done well. Um, some of the retailers um I, I think they've had to so you, you know you know checkers 60 60 uh, really fast delivery uh, the ability to log into your mobile phone and pretty easily order your your, your your standard weekly items they're doing it really really well um i i think the financial service businesses are, are lacking a little bit um you know i gave you that example picking up the phone talking to a private bank and the call drops because of because the load shedding, uh, that's infuriating, um, receiving 10 SMSs for funeral policies, you know, Aki, I'm only going to die once, um, <laughs> I only need one. Um, so, so there are a lot that are doing it well. Um, but, you know, with, with these sort of experiences that we're having with the ones that are doing it, it's putting significantly more pressure on the businesses
0: that aren't. Yes yes no it's interesting i was actually talking to somebody this morning about uh, you know these food delivery services for example and mm. every time you open up social media you you know I, I, I don't know about you but most of the complaints that i see about eating experiences are people that have tried to order food or the food's arrived cold or it's arrived 2 to 3 Oof. hours later and mm. and i guess that 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 communication channel mm. between the food delivery service and the restaurant that's providing the food to be picked up um, you know sometimes there's a disconnect over there it could be capacity it could be whatever it is but it's something that's solvable with technology I love the example you used about Chewy you know it's just a simple data point that you put in um, and that you pick up something when the owner gets that thing you think these guys have got empathy for me and and that they're not going to change to another brand anytime soon when they get a letter like that right um is it is it kind of difficult to and i guess it's all about data it's the critical part of the customer experience and the role that it plays is important how difficult is it to get that deep data like how will you know that the pet has died yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: how will you pick up that important information to know that there are delays or find out problems because at the end of the day our conversation is revolving around data because data is the one that's going to solve everything here the well, most the, the, of the reality
1: thing. Yeah, Aki, the the reality is that every business has the data. Um, What what generally tends to happen is that data is pocketed and siloed across the organization. So let me give you an example. You log on to, uh, you want to order some groceries from a large retailer, um, and immediately things like inventory levels, so stock availability, what stock is available, what is the pricing, um, that data is there, okay? Um, the data on all of my interactions as a customer, they have because I've purchased before. So it's about taking data from the various sources. So your back office data of which you know, significant amount sits within an SAP system. Um, combining that back office data with the front office data, the data from those interactions, and then using that to drive a really personalized uh, contextual engagement. So when I log into that, you know, that food retailer, I'm presented with, You know, food that I eat, number one, uh, or diapers for my children, number two, because that's what I buy. But what you're also doing is you're showing me real-time pricing and real-time stock availability. So it's about combining the back-office data with the front-office data. The back-office CRM ERP data, the transactional data, with the data uh, that's created from those interactions with the customer.
0: OK, so data data is really quite critical in this whole thing. I mean, is it something that uh, do you find that organizations right now, um, they they collecting the same data they were collecting five years ago, for example, that if they were collecting other little bits of data and using that together with some sort of A.I. engine or whatever is happening in hmm. the background, you could start getting a better picture of your customer and making that experience a lot easier. So uh, I guess what I'm saying is, do we need to build on the data points that we had five years ago uh, and, you know, where we are today with customers? Do, um, we need, do we need to add more data points? No,
1: not not necessarily. You, you know, in certain instances, you will. Um, you know, next year, Google are ultimately phasing out how they track cookies, okay? And as a result of that, They're going to be more reliant on first-party data. So that's the data that you ask a customer Mm -hmm. for around their interests, their hobbies, their habits. So things like that, uh, you know, legislation like GDPR and Poppy are enablers to collecting more data from a customer. But but the reality is they're already collecting it. Big challenge is it's siloed. So they have it, you know, they have it. They just battle to bring it into a single application they can build that you know, real-time golden view of the customer.
0: Yeah, so uh, what I'm hearing from you is that there is plenty of data out there. How you make sense of the data is is one of the big challenges. Now, let's talk about the technology, and there's, uh, there's tons of technologies that are enabling this customer experience that we're talking about. Tell us about them. Um, so, Psyki, so, so you're, you're correct. There are certainly tons of technologies
1: um, I think the big differentiator from an SAP point of view is combining that back office to the front office. It's all good and well. You have a you know, website that looks great, um, user-friendly, but it's not pulling through relevant information from a back office. Okay? So stock availability and real-time pricing. So you need the front office and back office to run in tandem. Okay? So from an SAP point of view, we start off with the initial interaction a customer logging into your website, then, what you have the ability to do is to collect that first party data. Okay. So, around your interests, your hobbies, your likes. Okay. It's so the rich contextual data that a customer gives you. But important that they give you that data in a GDPR and popular line manner. So, they give you their consent and you're able to track, store, and monitor that consent. Okay. Then, what you do is you take that data that you've you've ultimately collected from that uh, commerce engine and -hmm. you feed it into a marketing automation engine. So in in, in fancy terms, I'm collecting data through commerce or an app that I'm engaging with you on and then feeding all of that data that I've gathered in a poppy compliant manner into marketing automation. So when I'm engaging with you, whether it be via call center, whether it be via you logging onto a website and it's personalized, whether it be, You know, a sales rep coming to visit you and having all of that contextual information, whether it's sending you an SMS, not for funeral policies, uh, multiple times a day, it's personalized, it's real time, it's contextual, it's engaging. Okay, But in order to get to that point, you need to leverage the back office data with the front office data.
0: Spot on. Spot on. One thing that irritates me more than anything in the world, you know, when you call a call center, right? And you're on a call and the call just drops suddenly. And you've been waiting 30 minutes to connect to that agent. And they know who they're talking to. And they've got their details in front of you. But yet you're expected to call back and wait back in the queue to speak about the issue that you're challenging. Instead of that uh, particular call center agent, picking up that information there i've just disconnected the customers must have had a problem phone the customer you know, directly like something small like that for me you're not the
1: thing is like you you're you're 100 correct but the reality is it shouldn't get to that point customers should be able to self-serve okay so generally i'm calling a call center with a typical query I should be able to self-serve via a WhatsApp channel, open up my phone and log into the website and, and get access to to that query, and then give me the choice if I want to engage with an agent.
0: Yes, you take the pressure off that call center completely, absolutely. And uh, I
1: want to do it at 12am, 12, 12, 12 I want to do exactly. it at midnight,
0: why not? Exactly, you're changing nappies at that time anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you look at SAP and the technologies that focus on customer experience. What kind of technologies uh, are you using at SAP for this? Um,
1: really, everything and anything that originates with the start of a customer journey. Okay? So your, your e-commerce capability, which offers that personal, rich, interactive engagement, uh, the collection of your first-party data that you're doing so in a poppy and GDPR-aligned manner and then feeding that data into a marketing automation point of view, okay? But you're still leveraging the back-office capability in ERP. So when I've placed that order, I'm automatically firing it off into SAP's ERP natively, okay? It's going to ultimately result
0: in a quicker delivery. Easy as that. I mean, Mark, it, it's it must be quite interesting for you to watch customer experience evolve over the years and if you look at it if it was a scale for example and the the business one was on the other side and the customer was on the other side I mean surely the scales are are, are tipping towards the customer controlling that experience more than the enterprise or or, or driving that change should I say
1: yeah l- like I said in the beginning customers are far less loyal than they've ever been um, so we want convenience. We want good experiences, um, and we're a lot quicker to switch brands. the, yeah. the, the, the power's in the hand of hands of customers. Yeah, fortunately, with Escom, it's a
0: different story. But yeah. uh, I mean, then you must be see you must see some great examples of organisations that get it right, right? Because when you do get that customer experience right, and you've got lots of customer experience. Uh, a customer satisfied customer that translates into more profits for your organization so you can see out there who gets it right mm. and who doesn't get it right mm,
1: mm. you're a hundred percent correct um you know doing something as simple as setting up a, a, a web channel enabling that 24 7 365 trade uh, has resulted in up to 30 percent increases in revenue literally overnight
0: wow that is, that is pretty significant. Well, listen, Mark, uh, you've given us lots to think about. Thank you for your time. Mark Emmett is the Customer Experience Manager at SAP talking about customer experience, the criticalness. And as you just said, I mean, that was uh, that last example you used, Mark, about translating it into profits. There's the evidence. Mark, thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck with uh, your two uh, twins and um, look forward to chatting to you soon about customer experience. Thank you, Aki. I appreciate it. All the best.